Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they force players from a different era into a 4-3-3, or will they keep it simple with a 4-4-2? We'll find out very shortly. I'm now going to welcome a man I'm a huge fan of. It's the brilliant Steve Harley. Steve, welcome to the show. Uh, as usual, I'll start by asking you, who do you support and why? Well, hi, Johnny. It's nice to be with you. Um... <laughs> Yes, you know, you support where you come from. Um, I travel a lot with a lot of different people, and they always, you know, guys from uh, Oxford saying that they're Manchester United supporters always strikes me as very odd. <laughs> I'm a Millwall man through and through. We're from uh, a Deptford family, Bermondsey, Deptford, all that, and uh, that's it. I was on, my dad had me sitting on the wall at the old den when I was four years old. But the, the one I, I remember being at, I was six years old, six and a half, and it was the fourth round of the FA Cup, and they, they got the massive at the time, Newcastle United down at the Den. And I was there with all my dad, my dad, all his brothers and neighbours, you know, a, a bunch of about 12 men used to go every, to every home match. And they dragged the kids along eventually. And I do remember being there. There were 40,000, 45,000 people in the den that night. That's a lot of people to squeeze down the old Kent Road, etc. That <laughs> but that's, that's for sure. I, I know in that area very well myself. Did you have, during that period of your, of, of your time, a, a, a favourite Millwall player? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, early days in the 50s, when I, I was born in 51, so in 57, 58, that kind of time, um, I was just a lad, and we used to stand on little wooden stools that my dad made, my brothers and I, we, about nine-inch high wooden stool on the terraces. Um, yeah, they were big fans of, and I became a huge fan of Charlie Hurley, who went on to Sunderland in Division yeah. One, lots of success with the Republic of Ireland, big hit uh, international player. So he was a bit of an idol in early days, but later when I was going with my mates, not my, my dad and his brothers, when I started to go with my friends independently, and then when I was about 15, that would have been Alex Stepney. Stepney was a great hero of all of us. We, yes. knew, we knew Stepney wouldn't hang around for long. He was out in this very special class, you know. You did well with the replacement, though, because it was Brian King probably after very, very a- Alex Stepney, wasn't it? Yeah, that was so. So Millwall were good for keeping because Alex Stepney goes on to play for Manchester United and England, doesn't he? Yes, indeed. And uh, you're right. Brian King was a terrific, 
terrific goalkeeper and a real he's played more games than anyone else in in Mill's goal in history and uh, actually you should read his have you read his autobiography the lion's king it's it's a new it's just recently out isn't it it looks fantastic it's a brilliant read i've read it in two sittings like straight through I mean, he's not not we haven't got much else to do these days but <laughs> <laughs> it's a great read and a lot of it of course i was there for i was there for his memories you know what i like about brian king in particular is and this is always an interesting conversation that johnny and i have with guys who've come from the music background is there's a very rock and roll about brian king he he looked the part as well but there was a time there, it felt, where it was very difficult to be a musician and, and, and sort of like making a living as a commercial artist and also being this self-acknowledged football fan. The two didn't always seem to hook up. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I didn't really, I've never thought about that. I mean, it's in my blood. You know, everywhere I am in the world, I'll be following what Millwall are up to. I don't really know much about the modern team. You know, there's a limit to how much I can follow it these days. But I certainly need to know the score everywhere I am. It's, I, it's interesting. I'm the same reader. I mean, I, I kind of the the childhood thing you have, where you know every player and sort of you know and their their height and their weight and you know yeah. whether like steak and chips will get. That does with age. You kind of sort of I think so many players come into teams that you just sort of have a general view of it. Steve, you know, like you said, you used to go to Millwall and and and, and was it like a pub that you went to before the game, or did you have a certain set of mates? And I like that story. You said your dad would take you in a group of male sort of ankles and all the rest of it would no. take you and plonk you on the wall and stuff. Did you have sort of a, a, a ritual on it when you were a teenager going no, down there? They weren't, they weren't drinkers, you see. Uh, ah, right. They okay. weren't drinkers. My, my dad was a footballer. He, he's never had... Right. He died two years ago at 93 and had never tasted alcohol in his entire life. Oh, oh fair day. Yeah. Because when, you, when you'd say to him at well, a wedding, you know, it's a toast, Dad, or Ron, it's a toast. And he'd say, no, I'm not touching that. And <laughs> no, he'd, he'd, he'd toast his own children's weddings in orange juice. Um, it, but he, he, he would always say sport was his life. After family, sport was his whole life. And um, when he was 18 and uh, eligible for uh, going out to war in uh, the 1940s, they kept him in the UK to captain the army football team. Wow. All right. Yeah, he, he was a really good player. Um, all his brothers were good players. They were, he was the youngest of eight. And they'd all say to me as I was growing up, your dad was good, Stevie. Your dad was good. He was quick. Your dad was good. And he was. You know, we'd go up to Blackheath and Greenwich Park and put the jumpers down as goalposts, and all these dads would join in. And... I know, remember vividly seeing he was just a yard quicker than all of them. He was a good semi-pro level. He was on Brighton and Hove's books in the third division south. And he played at the old Crystal Palace ground. Yeah, he, but, but, but during the war, the second two, last two years of the war, he was in Colchester or on an order shot or somewhere. But he was captain of the army football team, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I was a captain in the war, but obviously I wore shorts and a football shirt. I love <laughs> a lovely story, that is. Can I ask you that? Over the years, though, have you acquired a favourite piece of, of footballing memorabilia? Obviously not necessarily Millwall, but as you say, you're a much-travelled man. I'm sure you've come across football in, in all quarters of the yeah. planet. Yeah, I luckily I was... While well, my dad was in a care home uh, for the last 18 months of his life, I acquired the programme of Millwall v Tottenham Hotspur, 1966 or 7, 
uh, when we drew nil-nil at the Den on a Saturday afternoon in the third round of the FA Cup and went to uh, White Hart Lane on the Tuesday or Wednesday night for the replay and lost 1-0. Alan Gilzine put it past uh, Brian King. And uh, in the second half, so it was 1-0. Uh, and I got the programme for that replay at Tottenham Hotspur, White Hart Lane, and he was thrilled to see that. So that's a piece of good memorabilia. Brilliant. Yeah, it is. Oh. Uh, I'm proud to have, have shown him that, you know. It's the programmes have become an interesting conversation, Johnny, haven't they, over, over these, because people have, you acquire them often in their masses. And we've had so many people who've sat down and looked at hundreds of them and saying, I don't know what I'm meant to do with these anymore. No. And they, kind of, they, have to, they always end up having to go to a new home. But that's good, they get loved again. Yeah, I, was yeah. a, I was a collector. I had, um, oh, many, many, hundreds of not just Millwall, but, we, you know, every other Saturday, my pals and I, in our teenage years, would go to the Valley. We'd get the bus to Charlton from New Cross and see, see Charlton at home in the second division or first division. We'd see Liverpool there and all the big clubs at the, at the Valley in the 60s. And so, I'd, yeah, I collected programmes. I had hundreds. I've not got a clue where they are. <laughs> what happened to them. Yeah, they get lost in these sort of the mists of time programmes, uh, yeah, don't they? It's one of those things. Yeah. I was going to say to you, um, have you got um, a favourite Millwall player, Steve, from, you know, somebody that really stands out for you above everybody else? From history? Yeah, from, from I mean, I, I was going to say, if you've got one now, or if you've got one from right across all the time you've watched Millwall. Well, if I had to pick one, as I've said, it would be Alex Stepney. He, he, was, yeah. he was out there. You know, Alex Stepney would like... We'd never seen a goalkeeper leap like that. We'd seen, we had Ron, Ron Springer and the Hodgkinson, Hopkinson goalkeeper. We had Lev Yashin from Russia. There were some great goalkeepers around the world. But yeah. Stepney kind of, he, 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 it was like he was, he was on a little trampoline of his own. <laughs> he, he, he bounced across the, the goal. He, he leapt through the air and he didn't punch the ball. He would catch it and land holding in possession and he would get to the edge of the box and throw it out and you'd see the movement of this. You see it all the time now. But Stepney was way ahead, I thought. Um, he didn't, his England career was difficult because the great goalkeepers that were around at the time, wasn't there a young... Um, uh, you know, who was in goal then? Von Springett was the main one. Um, well, Gordon Banks would have been definitely coming through then. Peter Shilton and, you the, know, yeah. The, yep, there were the young Gordon Banks and then Shilton. So, you know, Stepney had very little chance. Even that Brian King was called up to the England squad, you know, more yes. than once. This is the Best Eleven podcast from Talk Sport. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is the Best 11 podcast with Johnny Owen and Mark Webster. I, I know that obviously you don't get a chance to follow them specifically. You're kind of doing it, I guess, the way that a lot of us do now is you follow your team through the media. Is there a player nowadays whose name that's kind of struck you as being, this, this kid looks like he could be good for us? Yeah, there is one. And I can't understand why he's usually on the bench and he comes on and wins games for them. It's Matt Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whenever I see that he's been brought on, I think, yeah, now we've got a chance, you know. Um, he's he's very lively in the box. He, I like him a lot. Um, and what, what, when I do see them on the telly, yeah. Uh, so he's, he's he would be one, the first one that comes to my mind, yeah. Have you got um, a favourite Millwall kit? I was reading recently that Millwall's kit, apparently, the specific blue was linked to the Scottish workers who would come down to London to work in the docks. Uh, have you got a, uh, a favourite Millwall kit over the years, Steve? Yeah, I have. You know, you, you always go back to your young memories, don't you? And um, they, when I started going there in the 50s, they had um, quarters, blue and white quarters, and right. white shorts. Yeah, that was my favourite. I mean, I saw them recently wearing green. <laughs> Completely puzzled by that. Green. Millwall were blue and white, man. Blue and white. Yeah. I like the, I like the late 60s strip, the blue and white stripes. That was quite attractive, too. Yeah. They were one of the kind of, at one point there, one of the legendary all-white kits, you know. They they did have that going for them. But the quarters was brilliant. I've seen that occasionally. There's a lot of the rugby shirt about the quarter shirt, yeah. though, isn't there? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what they had in my childhood. And uh, But green. <laughs> Geographically, I just because it's obviously it's my kind of territory as well. I think it's always interesting reminding people that Millwall, as a place, of course, is the other side of the river, isn't it? In what is very much the enemy territory of of, of West Ham and the docks. Yeah, so through the on the Isle of Docks, Isle of yeah. Docks, really uh, through through the tunnel. Um, but uh, they moved to New Cross to Cold Blow Lane. Very, very early on, and uh, and you know the Dockers came. It, they, when I was growing up, it was all flat caps, all men, and flat caps. You know. Yeah. I was going to say you mentioned Charlton earlier on and getting in the bus from New Cross. Um, have you got like a soft spot for another team? And is is it Charlton? No, they're the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's resounding. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I follow. To be honest, I do like to follow Liverpool. Um, They've always played the kind of football I like, and uh, I've got friends there, and it's one of my favourite venues in the world to play. So I've had a bit of a soft spot for them. I always, I want them to do well. Let's put it that way. You understand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But my yeah. loyalty, my loyalty is 100% to the Lions. I mean, it's 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 our patch. It's us. It's my family's team. You know. Can I ask, yeah. is that kind of the classic question, I guess, for a musician like yourself? I mean, the intensity of the 70s with Cockney Rebel and, and the work that you've done across the decades. Do, 
did you were you still fitting football into your professional life as a musician, or even if you're just trying to catch up with results somewhere in the world? We um, there's three of us in the band and the crew. Only three of us: one musician and one crew member, and myself, who care at all about musicians. Normally, are not into sport at all. They're, they're quite serious people. They just they don't get it. They don't. They're not. They're not. Not. I don't know anyone. If there could be fifteen of us on the road, and only three of us care, but we will. If we're in a sound check on a Saturday show, at half past four, we just stop. It's like half. Oh, just stop. We want. We want the, 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 the. Let's hear what's happening with the football results, and uh, I stop the sound check, and we put the radio on. That's quite right too. To <laughs> quite right too. <laughs> I was going to say, Steve. I mean, you mentioned your father being a very good player. Did you ever play when you were when you were young yourself? No, I couldn't. I've never been able to. When I was three and a half in 1954, I caught polio. Um, there was an epidemic, and uh, it, it kind of ruined my right leg to a degree, to some degree. And I, 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 until I was 15, I was walking on crutches. So no, I've never played myself. Well, I used to play on the crutches. I could run on the crutches. I played in the school playground and got knocked wow. down by everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. Yeah, I, Good I was in the first eleven at, at my school, Haberdasher's Asks, which is also in New Cross. Um, I was in the first eleven and played as a uh, off spin uh, with a short run up, a three four step run up, and b- bowled off off spin. Nice. Oh, nice. Mark's a cricket man. You like a bit of cricket, Mark, don't you? Well, you see, I mean, Mr. Harley's playing into my hands because, of course, he's also, uh, uh, you know, spent so much of his journalistic career and life in God's own county of Essex. So I, I know he's been... <laughs> of a, he's, he's gone away from the dark side over the decades. Yeah, I've also, <laughs> I, I went to Colchester to train as a reporter uh, in 60, yeah. 69, 68, 69. I was in Braintree, Malden, Colchester as a young reporter, and finished up in Whitechapel Road <laughs> on the East London <laughs> Advertiser. Perfect. That's yeah. The, that's the perfect route, that is, yes. Yeah, that's, that was true West Ham country. <clears throat> yeah, that's very much so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, Steve, we're going to ask you for your uh, your best 11, which is your, your best 11 uh, Millwall players and manager. So if you'd like to get started with goalkeeper, I've got a feeling this will be uh, Alex Stephanie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've, they're, they're mostly going to be names from quite ancient history. I've got to warn you. Um, That's okay. That's but it was, obviously, Stepney was very special, but it was a close-run thing with Brian King. Um, yeah. But I, I'd have to put Alex there because of what he, you know, what he, how he, what he achieved. Um, and he had a couple of good fullbacks in front of him would have been from that period again. John Gilchrist, a Scottish player I liked a lot. And Harry Cripps, the legendary Harry Cripps. Yes. He was a legend. Hammer as, hammer as well, you see. So well, I, I, he, yeah. I obviously approve, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what would your defence be, Steve? Could you talk us through that? Yeah, I was talking to a young man recently about my dad playing at right half, and the guy said, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they don't do half-backs anymore, apparently. I don't know. But anyway, there was a good... It, we'd be sport for choice for the midfield. There's loads of them that went on to international success, he, he, with Ireland especially. There was... Well, one of the great heroes, of course, was Barry Kitchener. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A, massive centre-half. A, a, a yeah. massive man and a great Millwall hero. Um, he was, yeah. I'd be a, I'd be hard pressed between Kitchener and Dave Harper. Um, Charlie Hurley would be in the in that back four, of course. 
had to go. He went on to, as I said, the rub. And Eamon Dunphy, we had Eamon. Eamon Dunphy. You did, yeah. 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 Talented footballer. Yes. And a talented writer writer as well. Brilliant writer. Very good writer. He is. But we were spoiled again. We've had some great players in that club. Gordon Hill. Gordon Hill. He, he, he uh, went on to Man U in England. Man U did. He did, yeah. Serious yeah. career. And Keith Weller came to us from Spurs. Yep. Was a terrific uh, left winger. He was a good team with Posse. Derek Posse and Derek Weller. Derek Posse up front. Yes, number uh, number eight, probably. Sorry to confuse you, kids. But I think Derek Posse was number <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm giving you names and not... I, I, it's going to run to more than 11. It's a bit stupid. <laughs> you can't... You, I'm, I'm trying... You, you I'm trying to assemble have... this for you, Steve. Actually, I've, I, I'm, you, you probably need a fullback. I've got Eamon Dunphy in midfield, and and you've got Weller and Hill on your wings so far. If that helps. Well, up front, you can't have a Millwall team with Casca, without Cascarino and Sheringham. I was uh, going to say that absolutely, yeah. absolutely brilliant, and brilliant in the in the top flight as well for them, weren't they? To both of them, Republic of Ireland and England, fifty-one caps, yeah. Sheringham one one with England. I mean, come on, yeah, he's a lion yeah. at heart. So how are we doing? Len Julians, centre forward. Oh, you've uh, now you see you're playing four up front now, Steve. I mean, this is not the normal <laughs> way. You know, you are the you know you're the draw specialist, don't you? At the moment. <laughs> I think we've got eleven there, haven't we? I, I, yeah. I, I'm prepared. Well, I've got the kitchen there. One, uh, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We have got. Have, have you? If, if you've got one more midfielder, I can slot in there. I think we can say thank you very much for a five mil with eleven, Steve. Well, I, I could have both Barry Kitchener and Dave Harper. That's a good point. I, I, we can put Harper in there as well. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Classy player. He's, he's turning into a revolutionary back three with wing backs in a classic Millwall side. Never been heard before. <laughs> Steve, sorry. I was going to ask you, who would you, who would you pick um, as a captain of that team and then who would be your manager? The captain? Well, wasn't Charlie Hurley the captain when he was at the Den? Yeah. yeah. And he's such a star. I would... Uh, offer him that job and it, they would be managed it's, that's a tough one because Billy Gray was a long-standing brilliant manager and did very well for them um, yeah. but I'd have to give it to Benny Fenton because yeah, Benny I know Fenton. I know what I know how much the players liked him I've always heard that he was a man's man a real players manager you know and he always had some great managers George Graham was there for a while wasn't he George Graham's been there and um, yeah. McCarthy uh Yes. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've had good managers, but I'm I'm sorry, I'm going back again to my own generation, my own and, time. Well, within your right to do that, you pick the manager you want. Benny Fenton. Benny, Benny Fenton. And and, I'll get, and we're going to obviously put this 11 of yours in quarters. It's got, it's got to be yeah. done. I mean, if you picture the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve, just before you, before you leave, it's been fantastic. I just want a quick chat to you about, um, obviously, how you're getting on and what you're hoping for. You're hoping with, obviously, things in the next few months, loosening off and the vaccine to get out playing again before the oh. end of the year? What are your plans? Yeah, it's, it's not natural, this. It's just not natural uh, for anybody. People are, we're social animals and people want to be in theatres and cinemas and clubs, you know? Yeah. I've had 60 concerts postponed. We've, we've moved them all to late this year and early next year. We've moved them, uh, but it's, you don't get them back, you know. That's that's a year's work for. I, I I'm okay, but all the musicians and the crews and the theatre people, all out of work. It's horrible for them. Yeah, it's so, a tough time, uh, isn't it? Yeah, and I've spent f- 47 years travelling. It's what I do. I mean, not having my trolley bag ready to go is very weird. Uh, 
we travel all the time. We move and we play. It's a, a great life, a yeah. great life. But I'm missing it like um, terribly, absolutely dreadful, you know. Well, I hope, um, like I said, it comes back soon and it's yeah. back on the road where you are happiest and where people love you the most. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure, Steve. Oh, my, Brilliant, my pleasure. Steve. Thank a, you. A real pleasure, my friends. A real pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. The Best 11 podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to the Best 11 podcast. Don't forget there are new episodes out every Monday and Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very soon. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.